Hey, Shakes Pals, happy Throwdown Thursday and happy season 12 of Protest Too Much. I am so excited for this season. We are focusing on reality TV shows and how different Shakespeare characters would perform or uh, in, be involved in each of these shows. Uh, we've got some really exciting episodes recorded already, and I am still looking for a few guests to round out our season. So if there is a reality TV show that you love, uh, I'm really looking for a love is blind expert because I can't wait to scream about that. Um, <laughs> if you are one of those people or know one of those people, just with reality TV in general, please send them my way. I am so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to get this started with one of my favorite reality TV shows, Survivor. I've got Marshall B. Garrett on. And when I say that, this guy went above and beyond the call of duty here. If you go to patreon.com slash p2mpod, you can not only see the unedited video, but you can also see the entire winners at war game he created for every Shakespeare play. It's incredible. Marshall is the best. And I'm just so I'm so lucky to get to have these conversations. So I hope you enjoy and remember to rate, review, subscribe, share, send this to a friend who loves Survivor and, and Shakespeare. Welcome to Protest Too Much, a Shakespeare showdown podcast where a guest and I go head to head each week and you get to decide who wins. Okay, so today we are doing a kind of a second take on an old episode. You may have remembered in our villains season, we talked about Survivor, but my guest Anthony was only allowed to choose villains as the winners. So we are taking it back, any Shakespeare character. And another thing we're taking back is one of my favorite guests who actually has never been on a matchup head-to-head episode. It's Marshall B. Garrett. Marshall, thank you so much for being here. Delighted to be here. How are you? What do you got going on? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um wrapping up the summer going back into into the both the school year and the the production year um i think when this comes out i'm going to be in the middle of rehearsals for as you like it as a stage manager which is a hat i haven't worn in a minute um but i'm pretty excited to be doing that um and um otherwise just you know keeping keeping the house going keeping the <laughs> keeping the family alive and uh it's important work yeah it's it's <laughs> Um, and, and God willing, the first few episodes of, uh, of my podcast will be up by the time this comes out. Awesome. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna push to ask. I wasn't gonna be like, yeah. Marshall, where is it? It's not in my ear holes yet. Uh, yeah. but <laughs> that's good to well, know. I think there will be probably two by the time this comes out. So. Awesome. Yeah. It's always, um, it's always wild when you start a podcast and you're like, yeah, I can definitely get it done for for this month or this time and you start actually working on it it's like oh boy that's that was ambitious of me to think well in my last podcast which like people can still find the horned moon presents um was um herculean you know we were doing entire like radio plays mm. of serialized and doing improv and doing scripted work and that was huge but it was also, you know, a partner project and this is more of a solo endeavor. And so that it just is different. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely. 
Yeah, there's um ups and downs, right? Like working with someone, you have you can split all of the work, but you also have to coordinate with someone for timing and scheduling and all that. When you're on your own, at least like you can do it at 3 a.m. if the inspiration strikes and you need to get something out. But also it's twice as much work to do by yourself. And it's just so much, at least for me, it's so much easier to have that person you're accountable to. And I don't have that right yeah, now. Yeah, that's also fair. Well, I will hold you accountable. I will tweet Thank at you. you. Marshall, where can people find you and then all of the projects that you are working on at any given time? You can still find me on Twitter. I'm still like hanging on there at Marshall B or not B. Um, I've also got the podcast is the Shakespeare Canon at Shakes Canon with with two ends in the middle. Perfect. Um, and and um, I just got a Blue Sky invite, so I assume that it'll be at you know Marshall B or not B there as well. Awesome. Well, definitely looking forward to seeing what you've got coming up, and definitely looking forward to talking about Survivor. So. Tell me a little bit about your like relationship with Survivor. Um, so actually from the from the drop here, I got to say, I didn't realize you had hit it in the villains. So hopefully we're not going to retread some things. But if we'll we do, out. I've got plenty of food for I hadn't even watched any modern Survivor when we did that episode, okay. just the old stuff. So this is going to be a yeah. completely different show. Okay, great. Um, so I was in my Shakespeare grad school in 2013 to 2016. And, um, uh, you know, you're newly married. I was then newly married at only my, uh, my partner wasn't with me um, in grad school. So there were just these giant blocks of time that I had, you know, I was missing my wife and um, I was, I was um, alone in this massive apartment um and she had watched survivor from the beginning from the very first episode and i was like okay i've seen a couple of these i kind of get it but let me see and there were almost every season was on uh amazon prime mm. so i watched season and i think you and i probably um almost entirely have different survivor experiences up to a point because i've seen season three and then I've seen 12 on. Okay. Um, and so I, while I was doing my MFA, I was um, coming home and watching two, three, four episodes of Survivor a night, sometimes while doing homework, sometimes just zoning, um, sometimes falling asleep and having missed three. Um, but um, I, I watched all of them in this like really condensed chunk. Mm. And then after getting home, I kept watching. Uh, Tess and I kept uh, were watching them together. And I went through like little phases of, I'm going to watch this season while reading this blog with it and stuff like that. So kind of, you know, I had a, I had a year where I was like really into watching the edits and another year when I was really invested in the history of all the people playing and things like that. That's fun. It's, it's funny how it hooks you as... A show like that I I've watched like seasons one through I think like 12 or 13 and then 40 on so okay. I'm, I'm missing a chunk in the middle that I definitely want to go back and and work my way through but mm -hmm. you can you can just kind of put it on and let it let it go and it's a really great it, it's one of those shows that you don't have to pay a hundred percent attention to, but you can still get the vibe up and you can still be hooked on the story of it. So I think they do a really good job of like 
making it watchable in that in that way even if it wasn't necessarily the intention of the show yeah yeah and i i think they um i think the conceit of the first season was really off-putting to me and it wasn't until i realized it was like a, a game and and they were somewhat even playing like the cameras and playing each other and all, like i didn't realize i don't think that. they realized that until right. the middle of the season of of the first season like i think they i don't i think they were trying to do a survivor show like a survival mm -hmm. show and they found this game in it or the players found the game in it and like they ran with that and yeah and every now and then somebody will come in and just have a totally different idea of how to play the game and the next you know 10 seasons are completely different yeah 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 it's awesome uh have you been watching the most recent seasons yeah uh we we missed them and then did a catch up at, at the beginning of the summer so yeah awesome. we're fully we're fully caught up perfect do you have a favorite survivor I, I love me Tony Valchos. Uh, I think that's how you say his last name, but Tony, um, did you see, you saw Winners at War, right? No. Did you see that? Oh, oh you didn't see Winners was at War. Was that season 40? It might've been 41 yeah. that I started then. Okay. I was yeah, trying so not he, to watch Winners at War because I didn't know who won any it. of. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering it, when you said you picked up at 40, I was like, oh, but that spoils like everything for yeah, you. Yeah, so 40, 41 that's okay well then spoiler tony is on winners at war right. so he but he his his first season which is like 29 or something like that um is also um that finale is oddly the first episode i saw and um so his first season i i just watched this um really fun engaging dude who was also playing a villain game um and who was also um uh completely able to talk you know everybody into whatever he needed them to do um who's your favorite do you have a favorite i really honestly am partial to rob mariano okay not only because i have family tangentially related to him in that very okay. like boston like they're literally related to him but like that boston vibe is so home feeling uh -huh. to me uh that like very like boston rob is everyone in boston okay. <laughs> so there's something so like familiar about him and also i think that seeing him in the 20 years since he and when i say since he and amber uh <laughs> which yeah. basically i mean came came That's as a pair right. but just like to see that they are just they've got four kids and they are still married and you don't see that a lot in like a lot of reality TV couples. Right. And I think obviously this is a very different situation than a reality TV coupling show, but mm -hmm. I just think it's so pure and good and fun. And he's such a pain in the butt. And that is my favorite part about him. I'm going to have to see his early seasons. Cause I think you and I have seen entirely different seasons from him. Mm -hmm. So probably entirely different impressions of him. That tracks. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the Shakespeare of it. Marshall, who do you think out of all of Shakespeare's canon would win Survivor? Okay, so I did a thing and I'm not going to take us through it because we've already been recording for a while. But I mapped out a whole like Winners at War season of Survivor for myself to try to figure this out. 
Okay. And then I lost the notebook that I wrote it in. And so I redid it last oh my night. God. <laughs> um, so, uh, but so I, yeah, so I, I worked through it. I've got it. Maybe I can send it to you and you can Patreon it yes, or something please. like that. Um, cause somebody should see this work, but I shouldn't take up 15 minutes reading. It. <laughs> <laughs> so in my hypothetical winners at war, somebody from every play sort of, uh, survivor season, um, okay. I, I am staying on brand with myself and I'm picking Marina from Pericles. Okay. All right. Um, I can see it and I should have expected it and I didn't. Yeah. That's on me. I <laughs> I tried really, really hard to argue for Rosalind. Um, and and I've been talking to to Tess and to my best friend who's also a Shakespeare and Survivor person. And I just couldn't get myself to Rosalind. I got her really far, but I couldn't get her. Yep. No, I... I'm really excited to see this uh, Winners at War text. Uh, I can't I can't wait. So from that, who do I think would be the sole survivor? The sole survivor. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to tell you who I think you think. But also I will tell you who the third person in the final is. So if you want to just like totally immunity idol me or whatever, you can. <laughs> um, but I, I think that you think Iago is going to. Uh, be the sole survivor. Okay. Uh, All right. And then our our third person sitting at the final tribal, uh, it, uh, who I think is a goat who gets no votes, but we we can talk about it if you want to. I think our third is Falstaff. What? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. I do. I think that's true. I think that he is the like patsy that gets the okay okay cool um i always love when like one finale contestant gets like the pity vote like it's the just... singular singular vote yeah yeah <laughs> so it's not a full sweep but you're like why would why would you you know they're not gonna win yeah i i think it's very much false staff at the end of mary wives of windsor you know he tried so hard he worked so hard and and just nothing happened yeah that's really fun. All right. So why don't you take it away for Marina? This is going to be a really fun. Um, it's going to be a really fun matchup. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, there's, there's the kind of classic um, dominating season of, of a player, right? You've got your Richard Hatch, you've got your Boston Rob, you know, you've got your Tony Balchos, you've got these people who, um, who play the game, they win all the challenges, they force all the votes, you know, they, they um, bulldoze their way through it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, especially in the last 10 seasons or so, less than that, definitely uh, since Winners at War, I feel like there has been more of a premium placed on relationships, on the um, ability for somebody to uh, be accountable to themselves and to uh, have... Um, good relationships with the jury where they can say, look, I did this to you, right? I, you know, I'm not going to hide from the fact that I voted you out. I'm not going to to shy away from hurting your feelings. I'm just going to be there. Um, but then you've got people, and I think Marianne uh, a couple seasons ago was like this, where everybody just loves them, mm -hmm. right? And it's hard not to just get like pulled in by the smile, pulled in by the heart, 
and you're just rooting for them at the end. This is also the case in Survivor Tokachines, um, where there was a moment in like the final eight where somebody said, I'm just really going to push for insert winner here. No spoilers, but like, I'm really going to, uh, I will do anything for him. And then that person got voted out immediately after that. Oh. Um, but the person that he said he was going to fight for did end up winning. Right. So, so there, there can be these points. There was a moment like it in winners at war as well, where you'll start to see players who are still on the beach starting to root for somebody else play. Um, and I think that would happen with Marina. And I think she would also be the sort of person who would say, oh yeah, I did this to you, but but don't you still love me? Don't you love me so much, right? She's the person, um, and for all my non-Pericles people, shame <laughs> on you, but um, Marina is the character who um, gets fostered uh, into the Tarson royal family and has such an impact on the people there that she starts getting compared to the actual princess of Tarsus to the point that Dionysa, queen of Tarsus, says, oh no, my daughter can't be here next to her. That's not okay. I have to have her murdered. And she survives, gets captured by pirates, um, gets dropped in a brothel. And as all these different patrons are coming into the brothel, they are leaving, having given her all their money, and they have decided that they're going to, like, find religion, right? Uh, the first person coming out of the brothel says, I'm out of the road of rutting forever. And that's what you've got to do in Survivor. You've got to take everybody out. You've got to take away the thing that they want and make them love you and give you all their money. Um, so that's that's my short version of why I think Marina is is going to win Survivor. Okay. Okay. I've got I've got some thoughts, but I'm going to okay. take it for Iago right now because I do think that he would do very well on this show. And I think that comes from the people that he surrounds himself with, right? So, if he has an Othello and an Amelia with him, then he's in the final. Because if he we know that Othello trusts him more than anyone else. Like, this is not a twisty mustache villain role. This He is twisty mustache villain to the audience, but he is not twisty mustache villain to anyone else in the entire world of Othello. So everyone appreciates him and trusts him, and they may not like him, but they trust him implicitly. So you've got your Othello who, um, between Othello and Cassio, every single challenge. Like, every challenge is one. Um, and then you have your Amelia to actually make relationships. Because I don't think that Iago is good at creating relationships on his own. But he's definitely good at, like, being in them once he's there. So she would kind of pave the way for any social interactions. Like, oh, yeah, this is Iago. Uh, he's really smart. He's good at puzzles. He can kind of take some, even if he's like cheating off someone else's puzzle, like he would display goodness. At, he would display uh, well at puzzles. So I think he is a, a coattails writer, but that's what everyone, I think he would get a really good edit because everyone would kind of see him hopping along um, in this kind of trio of friends as he goes through, as they pull him through. But 
once we get to some of the later episodes and he really starts snaking his way into other people's uh, vulnerabilities and uh, getting in their heads so subtly. That's the biggest thing on Survivor when people try to play that villain role or try to like double cross and they never succeed at it because they're so heavy handed. He is so good at it. He would never, ever, ever get caught until the finale where we have final tribal and we kind of have like a final tribal in the end of Othello anyway. Like we have this moment of, yeah, I did it, um, mm-hmm. which he would say and everyone would be like, what? Like you did you that was you. And they would be so impressed. And so because that, like you said, that is part of the modern survivor is that. There is this respect with owning your snaky moves, with owning the, the the moves, the big moves that you made that that kind of nobody else saw or noticed or appreciated. Playing that villain role is a respected thing. And I think he would sure. sweep it from there. Okay. I have thoughts okay. too. How do you want to do this? <laughs> um, why don't you pick apart my argument for Ethel- uh, for Iago first and then... I'll and then you'll take, my, you'll take on my Marina. Okay. Very kind of you. So um, first of all, I think you're absolutely right about how Iago would play his game. But what I think we have to think about is um, how that final, you know, how act five plays out in Othello for Iago um, and how that kind of relates to a finale episode of, of, survivor you've got the guy who he sets up he sets up cassio and rodrigo to have their you know their their fight in the dark and it goes bad right it goes really bad and iago has this moment where he can run out in the dark nobody can see him and and he has a chance to to finish off somebody in in the scrum Mm. and the person he chooses is his ally he he does not take out cassio he takes out rodrigo right and so and rodrigo um i believe says something uh with his last words about iago you damnable dog or something like that you know he he really um as he gets taken out by iago Feel, feels that betrayal in his core. I'm going right? to pause you right there because yeah, yeah. I think Rodrigo is too stupid to continue on. I think that's a, a chord that Iago has to cut loose on a show like Survivor because Rodrigo's mouth is going to get Iago in trouble. And- I absolutely agree with you, <laughs> except that <laughs> in in our Survivor land, mm-hmm. right, Rodrigo is now on the jury. Right. When you take somebody oh, out sure. at the end of the game, that is the person that you need to vote for. You. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then when everything starts to be revealed, when the handkerchief thing comes out, right, Emilia immediately turns her back on Iago because, um, you know, she thought that they were they were ride or die. She thought they were going to be together forever. But she had her really good friend in Desdemona, who then Iago um you know, sent to her death, right? He caused that betrayal. Um, and Emilia likewise turns her her back on him. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then got it. <sighs> so I was gonna save this for the end, but I, it, it's coming about about naturally now. You you said it, right? You've got to be able to point to your game. 
You've got to be able to say, I did it. I win. I'm the best, right? Yes, it was me. Yes, it was me. Yes, it was me. What is what is Iago's last line in the play? Do you remember? No. I've got it on. Off the, okay. No, I've got it off the dome because I've been prepping and you Perfect. haven't. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, so his last line in the play is, ask nothing me. You know what you know. From this point on, I never will speak word. I am, you know, you've got the pieces. You figure it out. Ooh, okay. Great. Great point. Okay. All right. I will. So that hmm. That's a that's a really good that's a good little that's a good little gotcha, Marshall. That's uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> it's why it's literally why I picked him over Richard the mm Third -hmm. when I was deciding who to give you is I was like the person who doesn't own their work at the end of the season who says, yeah, I mean, you look at my game, you make the decision. Um, frequently doesn't win. Sure, I think I would twist that as um after this is like the very this is the last thing he says right this is his closing this is his closing mm -hmm. remark and everything's already come out so mm -hmm. we've maybe he hasn't said it outright maybe other people have exposed his game in a way that he still gets credit for and then mm -hmm. at that point to toss your hands up and say you've got all the information you don't need to hear anything else from me i'm gonna shut up now uh, would be like a boss move. I think it would definitely give him a, even if he doesn't win, it definitely gives him, mm, interesting, because he would come back yeah. for returner season for sure, but nobody yeah. would trust him and he would have to totally rechange his game and I don't know if he's capable of that. And and that is exactly, you know, when, when you go back to your early season rewatch, yeah. like wait till you get Russell, because that's exactly his thing. Like everybody who watched his first season, and that's the thing, when you're watching you know, right? When you're watching, um, you're like, this guy is amazing. He is changing Survivor. It is a totally different game now. Mm -hmm. um, but the jury hated him. He made their lives miserable. They were so unhappy for the entire... And that was his game. His, he was like, I'm going to make you unhappy because I can control you when you're unhappy. Um, and, and, you know, they kept bringing him back and bringing him back, but nobody wanted to play with him. <laughs> so, so I... Yeah, so I don't know how many people watching this, listening to this later, are are both Survivor <laughs> and Shakespeare people. But for those of you who are, I I, I think this is a this is a Russell Hance sort of situation. Yeah. Okay. No, this is that's really fascinating. Um, let's talk about let's talk about Marina for a second okay, because I think that I don't actually think Marina would get as far as she needed to to get to okay. the finals because it could go there's a chance she does and there's a chance she doesn't and i think that the chance that she does is still a jonathan from season 42 i think she's that kind of character without all of the physical strength which mm -hmm. to me is the only reason he got as far as he did because i think people who go to play the game of survivor are very rarely wholesome, uh, genuine people, right? They're going to play a game. And right. his, like, I don't know. There's something about, like, his whole vibe that was, he handled that line of, like, uh, being very religious and also being, like, understanding of other people 
in the show really, really nicely. And I almost feel like Marina would push it too far because she's so I don't want to say preachy, but like if you're going into a brothel, like you're going in for a reason. And that reason is not to be like scolded back to church. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And yes, she succeeds and she like plays that line pretty, pretty decently. But I think in this kind of environment, when people want something and they don't necessarily have the comfort or temperament to be reasoned with, I think Mm -hmm. that she might close a lot of people off at the very, very start. So she might not have the chance to like charm her way through the end of it. Sure. Um, But have you considered? (laughs) Um, I didn't even say uh, it. I didn't even say it. No, you didn't. It it broke my heart. I'm so sorry. Have you considered Iago? Um, okay, so um, I think I think Marina is gonna float under the radar pretty early on, right? She's not gonna be she's not gonna be winning everything. She she's probably gonna do a lot of the sitouts. There are gonna be people who are having the conversation of like, let's get rid of her. She's not really doing anything, but she's really helpful around camp, right? She's she's just like. Um, you know, in in the Gower speech introducing her, it does say that she's kind of good at everything, right? She's yeah. good at music. She's good at um, she's she's beloved by everybody. And so I think she's at least early on gonna be somebody. Maybe she's not helping the tribe as much, but we just like her. Like this other guy's driving us crazy, or this guy's trying to strong arm us, or something like that. Um, but then I think about her her first scene, the one where Dionysia wants to get rid of her, right? Wants to kill her. Um, she's but even then, even then, she doesn't want to be seen doing it. She gets Leonine. She says, "Hey, Leonine, you take care of her. You do it." And Leonine says, "Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of her." Um, boom! Pirates immunity idol, right? Like the <laughs> the one time that maybe she needs it. And I think I'm not gonna go through it now. In my um, my map of how the whole season works out i kind of do a nod to this by um having somebody play a steal of vote advantage steal marina's vote but then use that to blindside the person who thinks he's getting marina out um that was my kind of not and you know thumb on the scale and all that but that's my like nod to the pirates coming in and just saving her okay right yeah and then Obviously, you're right. Like, if you're if you're too preachy, there was somebody somebody I can't even remember his name. There was a guy in one of the early Redemption Island seasons um, that did the whole like Bible thing, and the the whole season ended up being about religion in some way. Mm. Um, and it was this person who, back when they care, back when the show cared about what people's luxury items were, they brought he brought a Bible, yep. and like that became a whole thing. But in the actual scene that we get of Marina convincing people not to like sleep with her or anything like that she says hey uh uh what's the guy's name uh lysimachus hey lysimachus aren't you the governor here like is is this who you want to be is this the kind of leader you are are you sure about that um are you sure about that and (laughs) and so she she knows the religious tack isn't going to work on Mm. him right so she she uses she leverages his position she leverages who he is and then flash forward a little bit right she she is marrying the governor she is waking (laughs) pericles up from his from his uh from his stupor um 
yeah, I, I, I agree with you that the religious tack um, will come back and bite somebody in the butt. But I think at a certain point it would turn into Marianne from season 42, yeah. where just everybody, you know, yeah. if she got to top five, you know, if she gets to the finale, I think she's not seen as a big enough threat mm-hmm. to take out, but everybody just likes her. Yeah, see, this is where I think our characters are really, like, opposite on this strategy game because I think that it would be harder for Marina to get to the top five once she's in the top five, easy. It would be easy for Iago to get to the top five. It's then that it starts to get hard for him. So it's, like, a really interesting, like, uh, you know, (laughs) arm motions. (laughs) emotions <laughs> everybody get the patreon right? so that you can see stuff sorry um yeah and, and poor fall staff just sitting there oh, yeah. <laughs> all the two of them are gosh yeah. i i had forgotten even that he was in this i don't even know where i don't even know whose patsy he is at this point probably like uh because do you see the three of them as a trio having gone through or as like two slash no, I, I saw the three of them just kind of ending up at the yeah. end together. You know, it's one of those where somebody from each tribe somehow manages to get to the end. Yeah. That happens sometimes. That really perfect. It's not like TV. this most, <laughs> yeah, it's not like this most recent season where I feel like it was just that trio that made it, or almost that trio that made it to the end. But, yeah. yeah. I was really happy with the winner of this most recent season. Um, But the one person who didn't get any votes at the final tribal, I was mad that she didn't get yeah. any votes. I was happy with I the was, winner. I, but I wanted it to be more of a split between the two of them. Yeah, I was I was likewise upset about that. I really was rooting for the one who lost at fire, though. That's that's who I was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, big enough for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our show. Uh, yeah, this is really this is really fascinating because I think that um, I think that whoever got Falstaff to the top four has to lose at fire. Right. Like that's the only way that they've brought them along far enough. And then um, somehow it's like a, a puzzly challenge or a patience challenge. And Marina wins. She mm-hmm. hates Iago so much. She can't imagine anyone else would like him. So she brings him through. And then mm-hmm. do you have your fourth place on your little bracket? Of course. Of course <laughs> I do. Of course I do. So in my telling of it, uh, Iago wins the final immunity challenge and chooses who's going to fire. He's been the one bringing Falstaff along ever mm. since Hal was voted out. And I also have a tribe switch thing where Falstaff ends up in the comedies because, of course, I do. I love um, much. Iago has that consideration that most recent seasons now do where the winner's like, do I need to make fire myself? Yeah. Right. And, and he just is not the person to take the heroic action himself. So he sends Beatrice and Marina to make fire together. Honestly, that's, that's smart. You have to send Beatrice to fire. You have to. Yeah. You have to. And she doesn't well, have like survival skills like Marina does. Marina has so much more real world experience than Beatrice does that there's no way she's winning fire. Exactly. Yeah. Beatrice has lived her her wonderful Jane Austen heroine life. Yeah. And- Beatrice is yelling. She's yelling at the stick. She's like, right, go, you, light. Yeah. Or, you know, she's the one who's like getting the really bright fire that then dies right away and then bright fire that dies right away. Marina's just like slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. Oh, man. 
this is I I love this so much, y'all. Oh, what do you think? Is it going to be Marina or is it going to be Iago winning? Who gets your final tribal council vote, or are you throwing it to Falstaff? Where? <laughs> <laughs> Where does your vote lie? Marshall, this was really, really fun. Thank you for doing this with me. So happy to. Thanks for having me on. Uh, remind people again where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on X, I guess, Twitter, <laughs> um, at Marshall B or not B. My website's Marshall B. MarshallBGarrett.com um, and I should be on Blue Sky uh, by the end of today and I assume that it'll be Marshall B or not B. Awesome. You can find us to vote at P2M Pod on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And I hope you do vote. Let us know how you feel and uh, hit up patreon.com slash P2M Pod to see this video and also this entire Winners at War uh, season layout because I can't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, and I'm sure you all will too. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.